as a previous service manager, I have worked in shops for years. Labor times are a very critical piece of the puzzle when it comes to figuring out how much to bill your customers, how much to quote your customers in your repair shop. A lot of times people just wing it or they have it in their head. And in this episode, we're going to dwell deep into labor times. Where do they come from? Who makes them? How are they used? What are the problems with them? And we're going to talk about what comes next at Diesel Laptops. We have a labor time guide like you have never seen before that is a little bit unique compared to what everybody else has going on out there. And I say that jokingly because it's actually super unique. So I think you're going to love the episode. Watch, uh, listen, subscribe, comment. All these things help us tremendously here at Diesel Laptops. So go ahead and grab some popcorn and take a listen. Well, thank you everyone for joining us on another episode of DL. Your comments, your likes, your shares, your subscribes, all those things help us a lot. Love it if you guys hit the mash button here. We'll mention it again at the end. But today, this is gonna be a fun subject because for me as a previous service manager, talking about labor times, standard labor times, SRTs, all these things, it's a big part of our diesel repair platform. And we have something new coming that I think you guys are absolutely gonna love when it comes to labor time guides. Nothing like it has ever been seen before in our industry. And I happen to have an employee here that works at Diesel Laptops so I've known for a while. This is the man that's doing it behind the scenes. And Jeff's been on a couple webinars with me. We've done some things together. But I wanted to bring him on because we're gonna go, we're gonna get into the nitty gritty details of standard labor times for commercial trucks. So Jeff, I think it's important people understand who you are and what your experience is when it comes to labor times, because we talk a lot of times about like the 1%, the 1% of people that know something, this is your wheelhouse. Yeah. Well, I, um, I started off in the truck industry, God, it's gotta be almost 37 years ago, um, working on trucks back when trucks were mechanical. And I got into the dealer life in, I wanna say 2001. Um, and I probably filed at least 100,000 or more warranty claims. Um, I got so good at it, I I would challenge international whenever they kick back a claim. Um, And and got so well known at international that during dealer expos, warranty people would seek me out. Yeah. You know? Um, So I I, kind of like warranty and and I used that to write our SRTs. I used that to write our SRTs and, and, and so let me give a little background for everyone too, if they're not familiar with standard labor time, just to like paint the picture clear for maybe someone that, that just getting into this. So at a truck dealership, especially, we have warranty claims. We do a lot of warranty claims at truck dealerships yep. uh, and not just for the truck, it could be the transmission through Allison or Eaton. It could be the engine from Cummins, Detroit, Mac, Volvo, wherever, wherever you're working for, whatever's coming through the door there. Uh, there's ABS systems, there's a whole bunch of different things that are on commercial trucks. And then you got parts suppliers too that are separate. All the parts suppliers clients. and yep. yeah, some of the turbo, you know, there's, there's a whole bunch, there's a whole bunch of people and all of them don't want to pay whatever labor you have into it. They don't want to do that. They want to tell you, hey, if you're removing and replacing this failed turbo, here's how many hours I'm going to pay you to do it. And I actually would love to hear this from the audience, how much you love or hate your standard repair time. So drop them in the comments. But a lot of dealerships, uh, besides the warranty getting paid, they also pay their technicians on standard times. So that clutch job comes in the shop, man, I'm billing my customer 10 hours, 12 hours, whatever it is. It's a flat rate job. So knowing how how much long something should take means you can properly quote your customer 
on how long that, that repair should take. So you put your estimates together. So standard repair times are a big part in our industry, but they're way more complex than the automotive industry because we're not vertically integrated. We have a lot of different configurations. You could have a truck that's a car carrier that has big equipment mounted over the hood mm -hmm. and you can't open the hood all the way. That's right. That's gonna pay different than a guy with an 18-wheeler long road truck. So, Jeff, can you explain to people, like I think the number one question we get asked a lot of times, um, or I got asked the dealership, even by technicians, by customers, is where do warranty, where do, where do labor times come from? Huh. Who, who, may, who makes them up? So maybe talk first about yeah, that's OEMs. Great. Like, how do OEMs come up with this is how long it should take to do this job? Uh, that's a great question, Tyler. And a lot of, I get that a lot. Um, so during, during my time doing warranty and challenging it, I got invited to join a, um, an SRT council. And I actually got to see, go to, go to the OEM and watch them do OEM times. And it's nothing, it's nothing like in real life. It was actually a laboratory. I mean, it was super bright. It was huge. And they use top-line technicians, factory-trained techs, and everything is set up for them. All the tooling is set up. There's multiple tools like on also. the carts. On the carts. Like, like the trucks there, carts are laid out with, with Hoods carts, already open. tools. If, if yeah. a lift is required, the truck is on the lift already. <laughs> I mean, there, yeah. there, there would be multiple ratchets with the extensions and swivels that they need. So he wouldn't have to waste any time switching anything. He would just grab that ratchet. Yeah. Multiple Milwaukee guns with different sockets on them. And somebody would stand there with a time with a time watch. Do, do they do timeouts if the guy's like, "Oh, I need a I need a break, or I don't have something here to nope. they pause it"? No. Nope. Okay. So these and is it like who's the technician? Is it some master technician they've had there forever? Is it engineers? Like who's all involved? In, it, it would in, be. It in would. Analyzing there, this? there would be a few engineers there, and then it would be master techs that they would pull from dealerships. Okay. And they can tell the master techs by by um, repair repair orders. Yeah, so repair for, uh, dealerships have basically a litany of labor times to try to figure these things mm -hmm. out. And I've worked at a couple of OEMs. You've filed engine claims and other claims too. Every OEM does it a little bit different. And there's always like two stages. Well, there's really three stages to repair. There's diagnostics. Right. There's the actual repair. And then there's, did I, did I, did I need a road test? Let me validate the repair. So when it comes to warranty times and your experience at OEMs, are they are they being generous in that diagnostic no. time and that that aftercare time, or is it just here's how long the repair should take? No, the times favor them. Yeah, um, favors their 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 pocket, their money. Um, road tests are not listed unless you're specifically told to do a road test. That's the only time you get paid for a road test. Cleanup is not in there. Um, there there's lots of things that are not in there, and then and then you take. Um, so that's their warranty SRTs, their, but their, and then their repair SRTs that they give to dealers are really not much different yeah. than the warranty SRTs. They're usually marked up maybe 40, you know, 0. 0.40, 0. 0.60, somewhere yeah, around yeah, there. Yeah, put a multiplier on them, essentially. And, and that's the standard that I see out there in the industry, you know, with, with a lot of shops using standard repair times from the OEM. That's yeah. where we're different. So I want to talk about our first, like the current version of labor times that we have. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very similar, but slightly different 
than the existing competitors that are out there. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to talk about what comes next, because what comes next is actually like, oh, yeah. like mind-blowing stuff. But uh, the current version that's on our diesel repair platform, it's a much like everybody else. It's like, okay, I have a Cummins engine, and it's built between you know, 2004 and 2019, and here's the labor time. So that's that was competitors. Right. I feel like we kind of, and it didn't matter what year, make, model, truck it was, it was just like, here's the labor time for that, again, we'll use that turbocharger example. So when I first went through and created our labor times, I was like, man, that's not really fair. There needs to be like a low average and high labor time. Mm -hmm. So can you describe like why we did that to customers? Like why, would, why do we have three labor times per op? Well, think of trucks, different vocations of trucks. Like you had said earlier, a car carrier. Every, the hood is covered, okay? Yeah. So most, all standard repair times don't compensate you for something like that. Ours do. You would use the high time for that because there's more stuff you need to get out of the way. Um, a rusty truck from the north. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming it takes longer example. to do something in the northeast in January everything than is, it does in Miami. Yeah, everything is everything breaks on you usually. Um, you know, if you're going to be taking suspension huck bolts out, um, what is it, 16 of them? 15 of them are going to break. I, I remember trucks coming in with 2,000 pounds of ice on them. And you oh, yeah, to, that like, was another thing. clean them off, right, mm -hmm. just to even, even get at the thing. Mud, so, you know. I, I get it. So... What we decided is we looked at it. We're like, okay, we actually have labor times for all commercial trucks. That's that exists today, and it's that high, medium, and low, uh, low average and high is what we came up with. And I thought it was great, but then we were like, you know what? We got a chance to go just one up everybody on this whole labor time thing. And I remember telling people like, hey, so what we're gonna do? I'm like, man, that's gonna be a lot of work. <laughs> like, I don't know if you guys can do that. And we said, why don't we make a labor time guide? that's either VIN specific, mm -hmm. or I need to pick my year, truck make, truck model, engine make, engine model, to get my true labor time. And I think it goes back to what we were saying. If you do have a low profile truck, it's a car carrier, I'm gonna show you different labor times than that standard over the road yep. truck. So how's that process been going? Because you are the guy actually putting together not only one, but three labor times for every year make model truck that's existed for the last 20 years. That's a big task to do. Yeah, sometimes more than that. Some, it's, it's, been, it's been fun. Um, but I've broken it down to where, um, you know, just knowing the industry and the vocation of trucks and using my experience and then asking lots of questions to pe other people in the industry, um, putting a labor time for each different type of chassis or vocation that that truck would have. So that's So it's a lot. This is one of the things I love about diesel laptops. Like I literally just this week <clears throat> was doing some Vindic coding on Fuzos and I'm like, okay, I know these are FEs and FGs. I don't know what these other little sub oh, 83W, yeah. 83. I'm like, what the hell are these things? And this is what I love about diesel laptops. I sent an email out and literally had a couple of you guys respond back with like, oh, Tyler, here's exactly what that nomenclature means. That's what this does. So I say that story to just tell the audience, we have a lot of subject matter experts in here. I mean, we have over 40 ex-diesel technicians yep. that actually work for diesel laptops that come from basically every OEM that you can possibly think of with a lot of experience. So these guys are here helping us put together all these labor times. So we're using your knowledge. We're using warranty times. Mm -hmm. We're looking at what competitors are putting for their labor times. Yep. We're using that knowledge of all of our employees for all these things together to kind of come up with what we think are really accurate labor times. And let me add one thing to that. Yeah. I also belong to a council that I get reports every month 
of industry standard labor times. What's the average time from that? Um, so we use that as well. So, you know, to stay one up on our competitors. Um, so when people ask, where do you get your labor times from? It comes from all of those things, but mainly Jeff's head is how he's coming up with yeah. these things. <laughs> so let's talk about diagnostic time for a little bit as well. All right. <clears throat> so give me your opinion on where you think this needs to go with coming out with standard repair times and diagnostics. How do we make this all work together for the users? Well, one thing I, I, I realized in the industry is a, being a service manager is if I didn't keep my thumb on the pulse, a lot of diagnostic times would slip through the door. Okay. Then I started thinking, what about the independent repair shops? What are they doing for diagnostic times? When I started visiting them and asking them, I would get, um, we just charge one price. You're giving away a lot of money. So what I came up with was putting the diagnostic times, a whole section of diagnostic times for every brand of truck, every module of the truck. Um, and that's going to be a game changer. That's going to be a game changer for, for independent shops who, who, you know, who would lose three, four, or five hours of diagnostic times. Because let's face it, fixing the truck, changing the part, is a small part of the repair. Yeah. A modern truck with electronics, the biggest part is diagnosing it and figuring out what part to change. So... That's going to be a game changer right there for shops. And, and there's no way that a customer or a fleet can dispute that because you can now show it to them. Yeah. And I think this all goes back to, like, why diesel laptops exist, right? Like, we're here to help the technicians be more efficient at their job. And the thing we've learned is just handing someone a $10,000, $20,000 tool, they're not any better at their job because they're missing the other piece of the puzzle. They're missing the training. That's right. Yeah. They're missing how to properly diagnose and repair things. The tool is just a tool. It's, it's more than that that you need to really be able to be successful being efficiently fixing these things. And I was a service manager for a lot of years before I did this thing at Diesel Laptops. A lot of times people think we get rich off warranty claims at dealerships. <laughs> it is the exact opposite. We cringe when one comes in the door. Like, great. Here's another one nobody wants to do. And, you know, compared to the customer pay stuff, it, it's horrible. But it's part of the job. It builds the customer base. Uh, but I say all of that to say diagnostics doesn't need to be a long, complicated thing. That's right. How many times have you seen warranty claims when the service managers submit, and all of a sudden they get like 20 hours into trying to find a wire or trying to find a vibration or just some randomness? I was thing. one of those guys. I was, I, was, I was filing claims like that. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's tough. It's really tough because I remember International be like, oh, you had a wiring, di wiring issue? Here's your 0.5 diagnostic yeah. time. <laughs> can't get the laptop hooked up and the, like, the wiring diagram pulled up in 30 minutes. That and, and that goes back to it was always in their favor. Yeah, yeah. You know? No one's getting rich off it, but it is a very important piece of the puzzle. So I think the other thing when we talk about diagnostic times is because Jeff ran shops as well. Like mm -hmm. he's not just been warranty filing in the background here. This, this man's Service worked manager, on trucks. Six yeah, years. yeah. He's, he's an industry guy like the rest of us. Uh, I think one of the, the pieces that is not talked about enough that repair shops need to do is actually charging customers hookup charges mm -hmm. and diagnostic time. What's your viewpoint on that? That's part of the repair. That, that's the first thing you should do is, is you should charge a customer for a hookup time. It, it doesn't have to be the whole hour, but, you know, leave that up to the shop. But that needs to be in there. The diagnostic time definitely needs to be in there, you know? And I think the way it should work is um, a customer should sign for the hookup fee, okay? 
So you know you're going to get paid for that. And then, after the truck is diagnosed, a phone call should be made, an estimate should be made, and then it should be signed off on again. Yeah. That I mean, conversation has to happen right there for those diagnostics. You know, if you've reached two hours, you need to call the customer and say, listen, we need some more time. Yeah. I mean, I, I see it a lot on, on, especially like Facebook groups, right? People complain like, how can they charge me this many hours for this thing? I'm like, look, it only took a mess. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. But you also have to pay for the shop, the equipment, the service writer. The experience. The, the experience, mm -hmm. like the paper. Like there's a lot of things that go on in that repair process that that hourly rate needs to cover that's right inside a shop and that's why the margins are what they are in a service business because it's not just the time spent on it it's that training and that years of experience and and all those things that happen in that space you know the, the average customer or the average truck driver doesn't realize what it takes to run a shop the overhead like you were saying just in tooling and training alone oh geez <laughs> you know especially if you got to buy oem tuning like from kentmore or something like that it's tripled the price of going on a snap-on truck so if you're a shop owner or you own a mobile truck what I'd love for you to do is put in the comments how much money you have tied up in just equipment in your shop. Tool, toolboxes, lifts, jacks. How much shop equipment and tools do you have tied up inside your shop equipment, inside your shop? It is a it's going to be a massive number. <laughs> when, when, when I got out of turning wrenches and I went into administration in 2001, I went from national freight from, from turning wrenches to a dealership, and then I got into administration parts and, and labor. Um, my toolbox was probably a quarter of the price of my first house. Yeah. Yeah. It's my, insane, isn't it? it? It was crazy. Yeah. I mean, you'll never re you'll never get that back. <laughs> I mean, to have $25,000, $30,000. like tools. to say it's an investment, but it's not. <laughs> it, <laughs> Investments usually... <laughs> appreciate don't appreciate exactly right, right. that's that's besides the point so and the the other big takeaway here is if you are a mobile guy you are a repair shop charge your cut every time you hook that laptop up charge them a diagnostic fee 75 bucks 100 bucks yep. charge them more it doesn't matter customers will pay for it because it, and they're gonna they may question it i actually had someone come up to me at a trade show and be like tyler I've been trying to do this charge, but I get a lot of pushback and my service riders kind of fold right away and give them the refund. How do I, how do I overcome this? I'm like, it's real simple. You go, look, you can either pay that $100 fee or I can send them out there without a laptop and I can charge you three hours and he can fiddle around with it and you can pay it that way instead. What yeah. would you prefer? Well, I want the diagnostic charge, right? It's really that simple. And it should be a, a tool to generate revenue for your company. Or if you're a fleet, it should be saving you a bunch of time in that repair process. And I think the other one that was really odd for me when we started doing labor times is a couple of fleets were actually using them. Mm -hmm. I'm like, why in the heck would a fleet use it? And what they told me was, well, we don't want to do jobs that are more than so many hours or too complex. We want to send that somewhere. That's a reason for it. Have you seen fleets use labor times similar they use or differently? It, they use it exactly for what you said. They'll, they'll go through the labor time. And if it's anything over a certain amount of time, they send it back to a dealer or to an independent shop. Yep. You know, and they don't have really the talent either on the floor, Tyler, to do some of these bigger jobs. Typically they don't, right? Right. And especially today's newer trucks with all the wiring mm -hmm. and sensors and mm -hmm. hell, robots driving trucks and all the other things we got going on here. It's, yeah, I mean, uh, 10 years from now, we may be talking about capacitors. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I actually think there's a lot of opportunity in uh, charging stations and chargers and all these things. They're all computers. They're all going to need diagnostics. 
I think there's a path for us there, but... Is it okay to say, even though I work for you, I made some investments in charging stations? I, I kind of want to buy an EV car. <laughs> and I own diesel laptops. I should be driving like a diesel pickup truck around or something, but I don't. So I think labor times are an important piece. And I, I think there's always um, a, more than just the labor time itself, there's add-ons. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit what add-on labor operate, add-on labor times are. Okay, add-ons are, is, let's say you're doing an EGR cooler job on an older international truck. What I've realized was a, a lot of um, standard repair times in the industry left off all the other steps that you, that you need to do. Um, so instead of just charging those five hours where it took your tech maybe seven or eight, it takes seven or eight because there are things that you need to remove that are not in that SRT. Yeah. So we added the add-ons to it. And those are all right, in the pro right on the platform as well with the add-ons. I know we got notes on some of them that describe yep. what's going on. All of them have notes. It'll say um, like an EGR cooler or an EGR valve or a power steering pump. It'll say, see notes for add-ons. And then you just move to the right and you click on that. And then a whole module opens up and you get to pick. You know, you're usually anywhere from 2 to 15 different drop-downs. So we've been talking about trucks. we got commercial trucks covered. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about trailer labor times? So in the first version of labor time guides, trailers were pretty light. Yeah. But what I've been doing is I've been collecting repair times for modern trailers and just not dry bulk trailers, but we're going tankers, we're going car carriers, we're going hydraulics. Yeah. So I'm putting that together. Actually, I, I started pulling some of that data last night for that. And that's going to be really exciting. And not only am I going with trailers, but I'm going to give you independent shop owners the opportunity to start quoting TARP systems and diagnostics for TARP systems. Yeah, I mean, all this ties together. I know one of the other projects we have that we haven't even started yet, like the it's built, and that's putting diagnostic time on fault codes. Yes. If I have this fault code, how long should it take me to actually diagnose this code? Because that's another big one. People don't really have any guidance mm -hmm. on what it should take. So we're going to have that coming as well. well. There's something else that I'm doing also. I'm putting the um, fault codes under the diagnostics. And we're going to put a search module in, in there. And you're going to okay. be... So if a tech or a service writer, the easiest way to find a diagnostics for that up front is to put the fault codes in. It'll bring you right to the diagnostics. So yeah. that's going like to be it. really cool. I like it. I mean, as time goes on, we keep getting these things tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. Yeah. And it really does benefit the users at the end of the day, which is exactly why diesel laptops exist. That's what we want. So if you're listening, watching this, and you have access to trailer labor times, trailer information, Contact Jeff, contact Diesel Laptops or the DL at diesellaptops.com. Would love to have conversations with you. I know we're going to need more expertise and more, more minds helping us build all these labor times for trailers as we keep going on. But if you are interested at all, you're like, man, I really like this labor time thing. I want to check it out. All you got to do is head to repair.diesellaptops.com and it's absolutely free to look up five labor times a month. Yep. So for free, you can go on there, look them up. Um, and if you sign up for account, you'll get the email alerts when we do launch this new version, which we call Truck Fault Codes V2. Uh, again, Fault Codes by VIN in the aftermarket. Who would have thunk it? Like, that was just, like, that's uh, unbelievable, actually. Man, we are blazing. Uh, I think everyone else that sells labor times and look at that and be like, 
how do we one up that one? Because I think we got a way better product. Uh, I actually know we have a way better product than those guys. They're going to copy us. They're going to copy us. <laughs> <laughs> it tends to happen with everything we do around here. That's where we you... keep innovating and building new stuff because people keep copying but us. People know we're the original. Yeah, I, I I like the fact that they're copying us. It means they're following exactly. us. They're not leading. I'd rather be in the front. So a great place to be at Diesel Laptops. So we're going to wrap up the episode. Jeff, thank you very much for coming on here. Thank you, Talking Tyler, about for all things. Me. Yep. We end the episode by not by saying it's not just diagnostics done right, but you need to have labor times to actually do the diagnostics properly, know how long it takes, how much to bill your customers, how much to quote. Uh, fleets want to know how long it takes to actually do something so they can make business decisions. This is all about giving information in front of the customer so business decisions can be made and their business can be run more successfully. Thank you for watching and listening. Like, comment, subscribe. We appreciate all the support we've been getting from everybody. We'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you.